After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about television commercials. We talk about good ones, we talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. I'm a dolphin! My name's Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. How you doing, Veeves? I'm good, how are you? Good, a return to an ATM classic tonight, huh? Yeah, one of our, one of our most treasured bits. One of our um, signature segments, I would call it. Yes. Cheese and G's. This is the thing that took us to the top. <laughs> right. Um, cheese and G's, if you are a new listener and you don't know what we're talking about, this is where we talk about the commercials that we love the most and the commercials that we hate the most in one segment. We're talking about kind of current things that are running now. And um, think of it as cheers and jeers without the lawsuit from TV Guide. Um, so we'll be doing that. We can't fight about, TV Guide money. No, we can't. Although... The longer that publication goes on, the more I wonder how much money they actually have. Do they still exist? I honestly don't know. I think it's like a large... I could be wrong about this. I think it's like a large print-only kind of thing because... You know, hey, you're talking to a guy who receives Reader's Digest, so I'm not trying to sh- throw shade about old people publications, but I mean, there just is not much of a need for, you know, somebody to tell you what's coming up on TV these days. I can't even imagine how I would use a TV guide if one were presented to me. I mean, keep in mind that, I mean, you like, know, they had a lot of maybe articles. Maybe like shim up a chair that has a short leg. They did have, they did have um, articles and stuff. That's what separated them. Growing up, we used... Um, there was the TV guide, but that was actually too intense for me as a kid. We just had the one that came in the local newspaper. Didn't you have that? That just had the yes. plain listings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in a little pamphlet. So um, anyway, I think they're mostly kind of like entertainment reporting now for people with bad eyesight. Um, and uh, let's see. And then I guess we'll check in with the Ad Council, as we always do. That's you guys. Do we have any jingles? Anybody call in and leave us some jingles today? Yeah, sort of. We have, uh, we have our first hybrid jingle. Our first hybrid jingle. Yeah. All right, we'll get into that. <laughs> Let's start with some cheese and G's, though. It's a thin line Went back to the uh, Pretenders version it's of this song. Didn't know this was a cover. Yeah, until who recently? Who covered whom? So this is the Pretenders doing it, and the original was by the Persuaders or mm. the Persuasions. Okay. Um, and it's a good old soul song. I wanted to go back to it, but I, I don't know. We started this with this one, and it just felt right today, so I went with it. Um, all right, this was your idea to do the uh, cheese and G's this week, so I'm going to let you go first. What is a commercial that, what is this? Uh, w- the first one here is one that you love. It's a chi. Yeah, this is one that I I think I threw it into the show sheet a few weeks ago, and I just said at the time, like, I don't know how we'll cover this, but I want to talk about it because um, I really like it. This is for Palm Wonderful, which is that... Uh, you've seen it. It's the pomegranate juice in the, it's in the like the the funny bottles with the two bulbs. Yeah, and don't, didn't they have a? Oh nope, I'm thinking of they didn't have any great celebrity tie-ins, right? 
I'm thinking of buy. Yeah, that's pretty. That's kind of a different product. That's more of like a soft drink, uh, like a low cal soft drink. This is just, I think, just juice. I think Palm actually got in a little bit of trouble a few years back for like overstating the um, miracle cure oh, qualities oh, of their product. Yeah. yeah, like you know the the whole idea that there's something magical about antioxidants that will you know essentially let you live forever, which is not really true. Can I say this? Um, different product, but definitely the same brand as... Um, this is a like, now kind of iconic ad campaign that we've never talked about, which is the um, pistachio campaign. Those are by Palm. Oh, that's right. They're owned by the same... Yeah, often with celebrities, white background, they come in and it's almost like there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's, right? Only as for... Yeah, um, it's like the, the, the tagline or whatever is like blanks do it this way and it's like a punny thing about right. how they crack pistachio nuts. yeah so anyway so this is palm palm wonderful the drink pomegranate drink right yes this commercial uh yeah so this is uh you've you got a couple here um kind of like you're an average middle-aged white suburban couple in their suburban house um and the husband is revealing or discussing a thing that you can see right away from the uh from the visuals which is that he has a live dolphin sticking out of his chest and out of his back that's he's been impaled by a live dolphin like stuck through him like steve martin arrow through the head right. style only a dolphin has totally gone through him when it first happened i was pretty surprised i was like i'm too young for this he didn't tell me for two weeks looking back i should have known something wasn't right Getting impaled by a dolphin wasn't anything I planned on. We both realized we needed to take our health more seriously. Jeff and Karen started drinking Palm Wonderful every day for extra antioxidants and potassium. This is so wonderful, by the way. Yeah. I mean, at one point when they're talking directly to the camera, they're sitting on the couch and she says, I, I should have noticed something right away. And yeah, he's got a giant dolphin sticking through him. There's a million small visual jokes. Um, they're in the kitchen cooking and the tail of the dolphin kind of lightly spanks the white the wife <laughs> for extra antioxidants and potassium you might think the dolphin would be bad for our sex lives and you'd be right <laughs> and then there's a moment where they both look slightly uncomfortable and she just sort of like really she really lets that her uncomfortableness breathe yes yes sex lives and you'd be right when it's time to get healthy get crazy healthy palm wonderful uh wonderful commercial I like it a lot. It really made me laugh. Mostly, it's all down to me from to the wife saying, and you'd be right. Yeah. Pregnant pause. I have to say, if you had asked me this morning what this product, what this commercial was for, I couldn't have told you. Really? Yeah. And it's been on your radar for a while. I know. That's how much I think it disconnects from the product for me. Um, now that we've talked about it, I'll probably remember it. But uh, yeah, I it, just, I it has that feeling of like a funny skit that someone attached to a product. Mm -hmm. But I like it. I would be interested to see if this is the beginning of another kind of campaign, because we talk about this a lot, like the absurdity campaigns. I have mixed emotions about them. They started with Skittles, or they were kind of an early, I don't know, participant in these in these kind of, uh, or maybe a trailblazer in these very absurd commercials. And now there are those that are just like absurd Because it kind of feels sake. like Skittles guy, right? Right, like, yeah. Guy con converted to a Skittles man. Right. But as long as it's funny, as long as there's a payoff, and as long as it is somehow connected to the product, how is this connected to the product? It's helping them. Like The dolphin was the wake-up call they needed. I do kind yeah. of enjoy the way it, it mimics and uh, mocks like certain pharmaceutical commercials. Yes. Like... When I had a heart attack at 45, I, it was a real wake-up call. Yeah. That's why we're taking, you know, 
dingus or whatever. Right. And it's almost like they took this the slap back against them and just said, okay, well, let's just kind of lean into it and make it almost like a parody of a thing. Now, this is, I, I mean, I hesitate to say this because it's going to make me sound even more snowflakey. Um, I do not have an issue with this at all. It's just something that I've happened to notice because you told me, uh, I don't know, less than a year ago, you went through some kind of like workplace sensitivity training. And you and I consider ourselves to be like kind of relatively conscientious people when it comes to using certain kind of language, what's in inclusionary, what's exclusionary. And, um, but there's always something that you don't think about. Right. And I'll mm -hmm. never forget you coming home from this and saying like, one thing I never think about is kind of like the way we throw the word crazy around. Um, just like, Oh my God, that is so crazy. I say it a hundred thousand times a day. Yeah. I have a very small vocabulary. <laughs> um, and I'm not saying that I now get bent out of shape if you use crazy in a slangy kind of way, because I still do. I still slip. But it was just kind of an exercise for me to be like, oh, yeah, if you're working with somebody, we're all much more conscious of kind of mental health issues and that there's a whole spectrum of it. And a lot of the people we work with in a workplace environment might be dealing with some real shit. And if you're just throwing the word crazy around, maybe they don't like to hear it. Maybe it's a trigger or whatever. Uh, I don't think it's a huge problem personally. But if I can do a small change in my behavior and adapt, why not? Right. So I've been trying to like do that yet um so seeing that the tagline here that they're really um you know seems like be the whole campaign is crazy healthy um i don't have a problem with it i just thought it was interesting yeah it is interesting i hadn't thought of it and that's one of those ones that i 99 times out of 100 i don't think twice about using it then i was and then I, and then i will think of it and, and remember that it would be nicer to to think of another word well, i ran into i had this I kind of had an interaction with this whole idea the other day. I was reading, you know, I love advice columns. They're mm -hmm. my, basically my main vice in life. Um, and somebody in a comment thread on a, an advice column referred to, uh, like, it was, like, referred to, like, uh, someone in, in the letter, not the writer of the letter, but someone that the letter writer was asking about as a, quote, nutbag. Hmm. And someone immediately replied, quit it with the ableist language. And then, you know, other several other people piled mm -hmm. on to say, like, yeah, quit it with the ableist language. And I thought, like, wow, it is going to get tricky, I think. This isn't this. I don't mean this to sound like you can't say anything anymore. You Why can't I use the N word? Right. You Which know, is I, what you really want to use that so use bad. I use it, I, but I just don't want to have any consequences for it. Yeah. Um, no, like, I, you know, I don't believe that this you can't say anything more anymore is a real problem. Um, but I do kind of find myself wondering, like, sometimes I'll say bonkers or nuts or whatever if, I'm wanna, if I want to convey the idea that a, a situation or a thing is absurd or uh, seemingly nonsensical. And I do wonder, like, how, you know, are there, are there situations where the word crazy is so divorced from referring to a person or someone's actual mental state that it's just moved on. There are other examples of that, and I think in our language, like I remember uh, I read an interesting article once about kind of the way language has evolved, and the, someone said like, yeah, language is very. The writer was saying like, language is very gendered, and it would be you know we should make an effort not to refer to like male men or whatever you know like they are they're you know postal workers like or mail carriers like they're they're not just not just men right but then the writer also said but then i realized like i do use the word guy like hey give me that little guy over there as in like mm -hmm. an object i right? do that all the time i was hey guys hey guys usually hey, i'm talking to a group of women when to I people that. and yeah. also like guy just as a totally 
genderless uh, meaning for the word like uh, synonym for the word thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I do that a lot too. Like, uh, you know, give me two oh, of those little guys. Oh, look at that little guy. Um, oh, little guy. And so, in the writer's opinion, and again, this is always subjective, and it's always down to like what you can personally tolerate and what you're willing to um, to live with or without. Was like, yeah, sometimes language does move on. Um, and it's not, you know, like, yes, it will always have the roots that it was conceived in, but like sometimes language moves on and uh, a thing that was once gendered can be degendered, for example. Like bonkers, I think is a good example. Like that was never a cr- like a clinical term anyway. You know what I mean? Like crazy was. And there was some also like. It feels like this, this feels like the Simpsons joke. Like in my medical opinion, this person is bonkers. Right. And so, but like, see, I've been saying bananas. Like instead of instead of saying, oh, my God, that drives me crazy. I say mm-hmm. that drives me bananas. But can or, you say or, nuts? Did you see the end of that uh, movie or did you? see the end of that Mariners game it was bananas like to me that is not a slight against you know anybody who struggles with mental illness I just think the lines that you'd have to draw there I just don't think that you can draw those but lines not, but, but, so, nuts, but someone was nutbags that felt nutbags right like but offensive. it is right and and I think that's because I mean and it's I guess it does go back to the fact that you, there was a long time you would say oh my god that guy's nuts you would mean it like he's all you know he's mm-hmm. off his rocker you yeah. know that's another euphemism uh, I feel like saying I'm sure there was a time when you would say that guy's bananas but it just seems like a different implication to me yeah I think it's a little harder to make the direct connection right right but it is something to think about one thing did you put the banana in Andrew's <laughs> rerend? Yes. He is allergic to bananas. Um, that's you know, from some procedural. I don't. It know is from Law and Order. SVU. Oh, did you send that to I me? I sent it to you. Um, what I was going to say was, but like, it reminds me. We should just move on and talk about commercials. But it's like, and this was an kind of a. This was a bit on TBTL before I was a part of it that Luke really regrets now. All and I understand why. Um, but I, under- I also understand where he was coming from with it. Do you remember in the early days they wanted to like, it was like this little campaign to be like, can we just destigmatize the word gay? Like mm. gay is a fun word to say. It's a fun like kind of thing. Oh, man, come on, don't be so gay or mm-hmm. whatever. But can we reclaim it in a way that it is not insulting to gay people? Um, but still use it as a as a way we can use it in a slang way. Can we to divor- mean lame? To mean lame, um, and you can't. I mean that kind of because again, yeah, just like you can't like the word. I'm going to say it, um, so you know what I'm talking about. But the word retard, right? Exactly, because it has been used to. And I mean, gay or retarded. And the funny thing is, like, you don't use the word retarded at all anymore. I mean, you would never use that in any way. But like, also, there's no shame in saying I'm even a gay Howard man, Stern you know? won't use the R word anymore. Yeah, no, he's actually. Yeah, I mean, he's. That's a weird show, but um, because he he actually is a pretty liberal guy and pretty open minded when it comes to this stuff. But uh, but also is not great for society in some other ways, I would say. But uh, anyway, what is it? Crazy healthy. They're sticking with it. Let me uh, get this back to commercials for a second. I'm going to play one for you. I apologize that this is so visual, but I, I feel like I, I really want to talk about it because every time this comes on. Uh, the best word I can describe is it arrests me. It's an arresting sound. And it's an Apple commercial that before I knew anything about it, I didn't even really know what the thesis was. It was just a bunch of people looking very serious using their Macs. Um, it's for the new MacBook, I believe. Um, and it's called Behind the Mac. But the, the reason why it is so arresting is 
it uses a very unusual song, a song by an artist that I don't think I would have ever guessed would uh, be used in commercials. And I'll tell a story About an artist growing old Some would try for fame and glory Others aren't so bold The artist walks among the flowers Appreciating the sun why do you only do that only? But is it really so wrong? At the very end, it says, make something wonderful behind the Mac. Um, so that's Daniel Johnston. He's an outsider artist. He was, he became, I think, pretty well known after a documentary was made about him. I want to say in the early 2000s. I can't recall the name of it off the top of my head. I think it was head. something like... Um, I think it might have been The Devil and Daniel Johnson. Oh, yeah, The Devil and Daniel Johnson, which is an amazing documentary, by the way. He's a guy, uh, lives with his parents, uh, really struggles with some mental uh, health issues, like, significantly. Yeah, um, and I think and, has some disabilities. It has some disabilities. And um, uh, also, um, you know, Kurt Cobain wore a shirt with his name on it, I think, which gave him a lot of prominence in the in the 90s because he's this guy who's just like, if you if you were a musician back then, you'd heard of him. Chances are you loved him. He's just incredibly, incredibly prolific, just crank things out. But obviously also with that kind of very unique voice, right? Just a little bit off-tune sounding, um, but apparently an incredible songwriter. Um, and I never kind of really got into him because it seemed, I don't know, by the time I heard of him, it already sort of seemed like, I don't know, I, I, a little bandwagony. I didn't know where to go in. And um, but like then, I haven't heard his music in a really long time. He's still touring, by the way. I think he came to Seattle not too long ago. And not as I originally said, dead. Oh, did we talk about it on the show? No, I said it to you when we were talking oh. about this when it just came. Oh, out in interesting. The wild. Well, um, I was actually glad to know that he is still alive. But anyway, so. You hear that music and you're just like, it would, you know, Apple is so stylistic. And I'm like, of course they would find a way to kind of use this and bring it in. Um, but I'm telling you, I've heard this song now a bunch of times. I've seen the commercial a bunch of times. But when you're just like kind of puttering around, you stop paying attention to the TV for a second. And then this, the piano begins, you don't even notice. And then that voice comes in and you are, you, you can't help it. It just like draws you back in. You're like, what? Where is that coming from? Because it's such a sound that we don't hear very often. Um, and it's very, very sweet. And I, But I still didn't know what the point of the commercial was. It's just a bunch of people looking frustrated at times, sometimes happy, but often very sad looking at their computers, sometimes groups of people. And did you know any of this background, which I'm no, about to lay out? No, it has just kind of washed over me. I recognized his voice immediately when I've heard this commercial. Um, but I get the sense that there's something... Uh, about these people who are using the the Macs, but as a casual observer, it's just a bunch of different people in lots of different settings. Looks like lots of different countries, races, you know, whatever genders um, using their Macs and having you know various interactions with it. Mm -hmm. And here's the deal: it is like it turns out these are all real people in this who are all this. It, it features twelve real stories of people using the Mac 
to solve problems in some way. Mm-hmm. There's a young woman that I would have never recognized in here. It's Grimes. Mm-hmm. Did you know that that was Only Grimes? Only because I'm looking at the same okay, article yeah. that you're looking at. Um, there's a guy in here who, when you look at it, he's he's uh, a guy, with, kind of, I don't know, 50s, 60s. He's wearing glasses, and he's, his nose is almost touching his computer screen at one point. He's so close to it. Well, um, that fella's name is... Um, Oh, I don't have it in front of me right now, but he's a guy who uh, is a legally blind photographer and he needs to look at things very closely. And so they have a whole series of these commercials or little mini movies that explain who these people are and what they're problem solving for and how they use the Mac to do it. And then they take a bunch of clips from all of these things and put it together in sort of oh, a that's nice. pastiche of kind of emotion while we hear this Daniel Johnston Yeah, song. so you can kind of just enjoy it or consume it as a somewhat standard Apple ad and then if you care to dig deeper it's all these like interesting stories yeah so just for the sake of um, playing this one the fella's name I couldn't think of a second ago before is Bruce Hall and he's the photographer so here's his breakout one I take photographs because I use cameras and optical devices to see I'm legally blind and so the world appears very much like an impressionist painting, but I'm fortunate that up close, I can see detail. I wanna see the things that have always felt out of reach. And then it's expressing the beauty in the world, the things I've always been fascinated with, sea life and water. It's wonderful. Has the MacBook improved my vision? Absolutely. It would be funny if he said no. <laughs> so really the Mac has had nothing to do with this, but uh, you know, I had to make a decision at one point and the desktop was too expensive. Um, anyway. The desktop, uh, the PC would never be more expensive than the Mac. <laughs> I know. Um, I couldn't afford a Microsoft Surface. <laughs> uh, anyway, I think it's really clever. Like I liked it just from using the Daniel Johnston song, you know, but mm-hmm. actually knowing the story behind it. And listen, I don't know if that Bruce Hall... Um, commercial or any of the other 11 are actually going to air but it is interesting to know that they have this cohesive idea behind it yeah and I think they're smart I mean you it's irrelevant whether it's actually going to air because all of our media is consumed in these bespoke and and directed ways like we're not the only people to go to wonder about that ad and go look up the rest of it you know yeah um, this is really a cheese and cheese show, isn't it? I know. I think there's only like two G's in the whole thing. And mine is a qualified G. <laughs> well, and I had notice. a listener uh, write in and preemptively defend my G. So really? we'll get into that. We should yeah. have told folks we were doing this and you guys could have weighed in with your cheese and cheese. If you want to do that, let's start a thread on the Facebook page uh, after these messages show on Facebook because um, that'd be fun to do an all chi and G listener driven. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's do another chi here. This is again, it's like a cheer only without the R and the lawsuit um this is a geico one. Oh, i have a geico one later and too. this is a geico one that listeners who are already on the facebook group will be familiar with because i posted it there but i just love it so much and i know geico it's such low-hanging fruit like they do they crank them out it's like a new one every two days or whatever uh there's so many of them uh, and they have so much freedom to be creative and uh funny because it because the content is sort of irrelevant to the product um but I just really enjoyed this one and I enjoyed the performances in it. This is about um, you have a young uh, black guy sitting in a kitchen. Uh, looks like either lived their apartment or maybe like a workspace, but I think it's their apartment. Um, the, the black guy is wearing a suit 
made of bubble wrap and everything in his apartment in there in whatever space they're in uh, is wrapped in bubble wrap. The white guy is just kind of like this very schlubby guy, but nice, you know, seems pleasant. He's wearing like a scrubs, like a scrub top. And he's just sitting there interrogating uh, his friend about why everything's in bubble wrap. Still nervous about finding a new apartment? Yeah, but popping these things really helps me relax. Please don't. I'm saving those for later. At least you don't have to worry about renter's insurance. Just go to Geico.com. Geico helps with renter's insurance. Good to know. Been doing it for years. That's really good to know. His dog is covered in bubble wrap. Get to know Geico and see how easy homeowners and renter's insurance can be. I like this. This is the first I've ever seen it, like this very moment, by the way. Um, And... I like it kind of in the same way I like another insurance company's ad we saw recently, which was, oh, God. It, it's not Farmers. It's the one with chaos. Oh, I think that's the Allstate. Allstate. Do you, can you remember the name of the, the um, actor who plays, is it chaos? Dean Winters. Right. I think you're right. Um, and he always plays, he personifies some sort of bad thing that he is He personifies happening. mayhem. Mayhem, not chaos. I'm sorry. Um, whatever kind of mayhem or mayhem, as I like to say, uh, is going to, you know, cause havoc in your life and then make you get insurance or wish you had insurance. And there's a new one that I didn't quite get. And he's at a wedding and he's dressed up like a little boy, like Mm -hmm. wearing a suit with shorts. And uh, he's supposed to be the ring bearer. And he swallows the ring. And I was like, that seems like we're going far afield here, mayhem. Um, and then I realized, oh, it's for some sort of specific, like you can get your like wedding rings and other kinds of. Uh, you can basically insure your wedding. Insure your wedding. I was yeah. like, I see. They've been going hard on auto insurance for so long because of the laws and home and everything. But now they're finding new ways. And this one, very specific renter's insurance. You and I are renters. We've yeah. been almost lifelong renters. So to us, we know that if you're a renter, you're always moving. You know, we've never lived in an apartment more than four years, probably, right? I think five was our maximum, yeah. And uh, and so the the connection to bubble wrap is not just total like weirdness. Yeah, there's a there's there's a a reason that they chose that because it's going to stick out to people like us for this very specific product. Yeah, I think it's a great. I think unlike the palm one, which just felt like a joke that. you know, was sort of attached to a product. You're right. This one is actually connected to to the reasoning and in a in a sort of a neat, subtle way, like the idea of bubble wrap being around um, because he's moving. Um, I like the the little moment between them when the friend says or goes to pop a bubble on the table and the guy's like, I'm saving. That. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, I realize you and I usually I think we're way more critical this time. We just happen to have a batch of commercials that we really love. And listening to us talk, I thought of um, our favorite um Tim Tim Heidecker and Greg Turkington. Uh, <laughs> Everything's five buckets of popcorn. On, what is it? At, on cinema at the cinema. I know we got to talk about commercials, but I I need to play. This. Greg Turkington has brought in a VHS tape from his vast collection. And uh, Greg, what have you brought in to recommend this week? Today on my segment, we're looking at Multiplicity, starring Andy McDowell and Michael Keaton. Now this film is interesting in that they have cloned. Uh, Michael Keaton (laughs) and for anyone who's ever seen Michael Keaton and knows what a national treasure he is you'd have to agree that having a hundred Michael Keatons is not just a great idea for a movie but it'd be a great idea for Hollywood because 
then we could have him in a lot of movies at once, and that would be a treat. Right. Well, I wish uh, he never uh, says anything negative <laughs> ever. Uh, Annie Mc. Annie McDowell's, Annie well, I think 50 would be plenty for her. She hasn't had <laughs> That's quite probably the, the most negative thing he's ever said. <laughs> yes. But uh, the film's great, and I'd like to clone 100 copies of this and give one to everyone I know so that they could have a nice summer weekend at home. <laughs> That's what you and I sound like talking about commercials today. Um, okay, I am going to, let's see here. Is it time to maybe go negative? No. I had one more that I was really excited to play for you. Oh, yeah. Have you watched my sausage commercial yet? I have not. We have talked about um, this Johnsonville brat campaign, which I think is really clever. What they do is, and supposedly they really did this. You know, I'm always very um, skeptical of how much, you know, uh, they actually use real people in these cases. But supposedly Johnsonville brats really said to everybody at every level of their uh, company, hey, what would your Johnsonville brat commercial look like? And then almost in drunk history production style, Mm -hmm. the employee, often a factory worker or somebody who works at a front desk somewhere, um, sits down in front of the camera and starts talking about what their commercial would look like. And then they start like punching in um, real actors and showing the scenes, right? Um, but when the when they start quoting dialogue, they're just lip syncing along with the the woman who is telling the yeah, story. Yeah, you're right. I think it, I wonder if it was inspired by the drunk history production style. It's it's really good. So unfortunately, some of the visuals are going to be lost here. But on the other hand, it's pretty straightforward storytelling. This woman sits down. She's wearing a. Um, and of course, I think they went strong on this campaign. Really heated it up right before the Fourth of July and summertime because that's when we're eating our hot dogs and sausage. And she, this woman sits down. She has a just the most wonderful Midwestern accent. Like, I can't remember where they're based. Right? Is it uh, Wisconsin or Minnesota? I don't recall. Um, and she has a uh, red, white, and blue shirt on that says, you can't spell sausage without USA. And um, she starts telling the story of her commercial. Okay, in my Johnsonville commercial, it starts out in a park, and a family is grilling firecracker brats. One of the kids asked, where are Johnsonville brats made? And the mom looks over to the kid and says, Johnsonville brats are made in the USA. And all of a sudden they look and there's a fire department. They're yelling, Johnsonville brats are made in the USA. There are people coming from all over. The mayor comes, the ice cream man. So I just want to kind of tell you what's happening. So these this family is having the picnic in the park. They start singing this song, and now it's like a musical. And you just see uh, all kind of business people are coming, and just all kinds of people from all walks of life are coming across the park uh, to take part in this song. The hockey team, the dogs of town. The you dogs of town. The dogs of town. The hockey team, the dogs of town. You won't believe it. One of the most American people comes. Lady Liberty. She's going, Jim's milk breads are made in USA. Then a record executive shows up at the park and he says, I'd like to sign you to a record deal. And Lady Liberty says, heck yeah. And that's an American commercial made the Johnsonville way. How charming is that? Does that not win you over? It doesn't win me over. Why do you hate the Midwest so much? I just do. No, I don't, (laughs) but I... I love it so much. I I know I want to be charmed by it. I feel like a a jerk that I don't like it, but I, I also just... I don't know. Imagine having to sit down for two hours of conversation with this dummy. 
Wow, you are awful. I'm sorry. That's how I felt. You're really awful. By the way, the dummy that you're talking about here is Tammy. Shh, don't tell. And don't. she is a Johnsonville kitchen assistant. Tammy, don't listen. Tammy, I'm sorry. Tammy, email us. No. After these messages. Please, no, no, you know what? Please don't. don't. Genevieve will just delete it. Send it I to Andrew bad. at I, do, I feel bad, but I just felt like annoyed with her and her like stream of consciousness, you know, and then this thing happened, and then that thing happened, and then this American thing happened. Also, I'm just not feeling America right now, and I think a lot of it's just this is like piling up. She's very cheerful. I know. It was in stream of consciousness. She wrote a commercial. Hers was chosen. I would say write is a strong word. She's a kitchen assistant. She doesn't write for a living. Johnsonville brats are made Look, in the USA. I'm, I'm the asshole here. No argument. All right. Well, so you're giving that a G, huh? No, I'm not. I'm just being a... I'm you're being giving from, America a G? I'm giving America a G. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, um, that was a G, but we br- really brought it down low. Should we go to a G here? Another G. How about... Um, I'm just we, feeling contrarian, I think. Okay. We got to go with your gain commercial. I don't know... Oh, God damn it. I did watch this Yeah, today. it's been everywhere Ugh. all right set it up all right you got a dad which i have seen described almost exclusively on the internet as a dilf uh sleeping on his couch in what looks like a sort of you know middle class to working class home he's kind of got a Clooney-esque um five o'clock shadow i would say yeah and kind of a little bit starting to go a little silver his two sons uh, and i think they even identify them by name like the martinez boys or something um, his two sons like get a stick and they go into his gym bag or somewhere. Maybe it's in the I guess it's in the laundry and like they fish out his jock strap and it's like very obviously a jock strap. It's oh, not yeah. in any way disguised. And then they drop it on his face, uh, expecting to like play a prank on their dad by putting his smelly jock strap on his face. But they get a surprise. <laughs> They pull it out of his gym bag. brothers have a nose for trouble. So he just takes a big whiff and snuggles up with it. Their dad had washed that jock strap using gain flings with OxyBoost and Febreze. That, boys, is the sweet smell of defeat. Thanks to three So they, they take a big, one of the, the older one takes a big whiff of it, like presses it to his nose. And in disgust at his the failure of his prank, they th- he throws it on the ground and they they wander off. Yeah, uh, it's just gross watching somebody sniff a jockstrap. It is gross, and that was my reaction as well. Um, and so it was just chapping my hide, as I put in the show notes. But actually, I'm I'm all over the place today. Was it frosting your balls? <laughs> yes, as Frosty would say. Um, it was just gross. Like every time I see it, like I get the joke. I'm not, you know, I'm not offended or anything. Like I'm not, you know, clutching my pearls about it. It just is, you know, it's viscerally up unpleasant to me to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, both when the dad takes a big whiff and when the boys mm-hmm. do. And they do pull it. That's why I interrupted it for a second. They do pull it out of a gym bag. It's not like a a, a basket full of laundry where you'd make the assumption that everything right. in there is clean. It just happens to be a gym bag full of clean right. clothes. Right. Yeah. Um, so actually great timing to listener Jonathan, who actually emailed about this commercial because this commercial, uh, probably unsurprisingly, uh, is getting a lot of people's attention because it's so kind of visceral. Um, and he says, as Jonathan says, this has been a commercial in the news. Commercials in the news. 
Um, and as he, as Jonathan says, I'm sure you can see why it's been in the news. Apparently, far from being the humorous depiction of boyhood mischief intended by the company, and I would kind of question whether they didn't know what they were getting into here. Um, he says, this ad is keeping the gay in gain uh, and is strategically designed to turn young men into prepubescent edible monsters of homosexual lust. Now, what he's referring Wait, to... What? Yeah, I, this, is, this is a stretch. Um, there's, there, this is a case of slow news day-itis. Um, so this isn't just um, Jonathan's theory. He's saying that he's actually read articles. That yeah, this- oh no, Jonathan is gay, and that is not Jonathan's personal theory. Um, but there was so if you look at this like um, this Hornet ad, and I'll post it on the um, on the web on the Facebook group. The web is freaking out. This gain commercial is training kids to be jock sniffing sex pigs. Oh, what the! And you know, I think what this is was like a couple of lunatics on Twitter, the Great Leveler. Uh, we're like, this is a gay agenda pressing, you know, pushing the gay. This is pushing the gay agenda. Most people were just like either grossed out, you know, non-denominationally or thought it was cute. But, you know, a few lunatics, a few right wing lunatics like took the opportunity to troll everybody probably and just said like, oh, this is about gay sex, um, which clearly it's not. Um, but I think like, you know, you get a couple, you get three tweets saying a crazy thing and it's a news story. Um Oh my god, that's not <laughs> actually. I'm actually looking, looking at. I almost said what Jonathan says here in his email. He says, "As a gay man, I promise that's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works." Um, the uh, the other funny thing he says is, at least one complaint I saw on the web was concerned that this commercial was falsely accusing men of having foul-smelling genitals, <laughs> which is yeah. somehow bad for society or something. I mean, it's not even like entire industries have been built on shaming women for occasionally having a not-so-fresh feeling. Uh, so he says he found the ad amusing, um, but that it was also a little surprise, a little dumbfounding that it made it to air, uh, all things considered, and that the dad's reaction was a little much with the, like, snuggling up to it. And I assume that going through this, they must have tried a dirty sock, too, right? Do you think that this commercial, from yeah. your perspective, put aside this uh, commercials in the fake news for a second. Um, yeah, we should get a new sounder. Yeah. Um, would you feel better or worse or the same about this commercial if it was a dirty sock from a gym? Well, remember, it's not a dirty sock. It has to be okay, a clean but, sock. But you assume it's a dirty sock when this begins. I feel better about it. Like, yeah. not better morally, just like less grossed out. I, I think they were the going same. for something. Like, yeah. I think no, there's no chance that they didn't uh, do this to get in the news. I mean, gain like score one for gain, gain one tied zero. Um, I like this quote from this Hornet story though, um, which defends the the commercial. Anyone who has ever been a boy knows that kids, like the ones in the commercial, regularly make regularly make butt poop and fart jokes. Mm-hmm. So they're not angels. They're basically prepubescent frat boys. And look who their role model is: a hunky dilf who leaves his budgie smugglers idly laying in plain sight like some sort of masculine lingerie. Any man who leaves his jockstraps right in his children's view is basically flaunting his musky genitals and delectable butt cheeks around the house anyway. Well, that's bullshit. We see them. I mean, come on, person who wrote this entire article. Did you rewind the 30-second commercial and watch it twice? I think it's tongue-in-cheek. They open up a bag and take it out of the bag. I think he's teasing. But I just make your jokes. He he just wanted to say the word budgie smugglers. Uh, You can work that in elsewhere. I want to do a G now. Can I do a G? You got to be cranky. Yeah. Mine's kind of a quality. So anyway, I did want to say to Jonathan, um, you sort of turned me around on this. Like, I just was grossed out by it, and that's why I I didn't like it. But now that I know some 
right-wing lunatics don't like it, I'm more inclined to support uh, it. So what Genevieve is saying is... So if you're out there, come find me. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, the one that I want to talk about is another Capital One ad starring none other than Jennifer Gardner. Who I... Did Gardner? Gar- Gar- Garner. I thought it was Garner. I wrote Gardner in the note, so I was trying to... There, I took care of it. I'll never say it again. Uh, Jennifer Gardner, I hate her in these commercials. When they I were Bray, I don't like. I don't think she's a very good uh, actress at all. When she start first started doing these commercials, I was like, actually, she's okay in commercials. Like that should be her level of acting. And now she is just getting. She is just laying on the Garnerness so much. It started really acutely. <laughs> When uh, she had her father on one of the, when she had her father on one of these commercials, and he told this whole story about how he was calling Capital One one day, and he identified himself as Jennifer Garner's father. It's just like this whole bullshit thing. Yeah. And she got real like, oh, she. It's got even all more, very cutesy. And she's getting more and more cutesy, like kind of t- squinching her face up all the time. And I swear, her voice is getting even more babyish. Um, and this is another one of those. I wouldn't need to drag this out again just to make fun of Jennifer Garner except it actually did get my attention at first because I like the idea of crossover commercials which I would still someday like to do a whole uh, show on and in this one you have some sort of uh, partnership between Capital One and Hotels.com. Now, Hotels.com has its own spokesperson, a fictional character uh, named the most obvious man in the world. Captain Captain Obvious. And he's in my squad. And he's in your squad, right? I'm really mad that I got his title wrong. Anyway, um, Captain Obvious. And so I got to say, it caught my attention when you have Jennifer Garner. Not to be confused with Captain Interesting. Right. (laughs) You mean Jingle All the Way? Um, uh, Anyway, uh, so here you have her. You're going to hear her cutesy voice. But it is interesting when you have a real person interacting with another company's fake spokesperson in this case. I have to tell you something incredible. Capital One has partnered with Hotels.com to give venture cardholders 10 miles on every dollar they spend. How many emotions per second is her face going through? Is it like three emotions per second? She's definitely working, really working. Every syllable gets a new kind of look on her face. If that, maybe letter. At thousands of hotels. All you have to do is pay with this at Hotels.com slash venture. Ten miles per dollar? That is incredible. I have the chills. Because you're so excited. Because ice is cold. He's holding an ice bucket. because of all those miles. Obviously. What's in your wallet? I'm not sure. What's in your wallet? (sighs) Kind of weird there at the end. But I definitely, I guess I, I... I don't love the Captain Obvious commercials, but maybe he just seemed like a breath of fresh air there to me. Oh, you're you're a total G on it, huh? Yeah, I mean, I I like Captain Obvious, right but uh, whereas you have here written here on the show sheet, most obvious man. Oh, <laughs> it's like it feels like a Japanese translation of Captain <laughs> yeah. Obvious. Um, like when I had Dig Dog on my uh, <laughs> bootleg um, uh, right. Nintendo cassette, Circus Chapsy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't like her Capital One campaign. I mean, I wish her. I've never heard a bad word about her personally, so I feel a little bad. Uh, I feel Tammy and and Jennifer. I apologize to you both as people. Um, In my commercial, Jennifer Gardner <laughs> is eating a Johnsonville brat, and then Tammy comes in and she's crying because she just listened after these men. Anyway. Oh God. Um, but. Yeah, I don't care for this. I think Captain Obvious is an improvement, but doesn't save it. 
and the writing's just super flat. It's really flat. Um, I, it looks like there's only one more on this list, and it's mine. So if you don't mind me just pushing my way through here. Uh, I'm really only playing this for you, Genevieve. So if you've seen it, then I'll just describe it to the audience. Have I've seen s- it, yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah. Um, so it's a, a Geico commercial that is airing for the World uh, Cup, and it's called Longest Goal Celebration Ever. And, well, i got to play it, only because it's just it's so visual. I don't know why I'm doing this, but... So it's a soccer match. It's Willingham, enter the box, Willingham shoots, Now the guy who just scored the goal does that thing that soccer players do where he runs really fast and then he slides on his knees across the pitch. That was magic. Willingham took it. But the thing that happened here is he just keeps sliding all over the field as if he's driving a go kart yes. or something. Like he's he's, he's still on his flag. knees and he's they're just, just like, sliding around the all around the field, around and around. And it just goes on and on and on. Uh, physics takes a holiday. It is just a visual gag that I love. Now, how does Geico turn this into like? Is this a surprising one? Uh, the, I don't even the, know what I've seen it a hundred times. The world's longest goal celebration. Now that's surprising. That doesn't seem right. Let's see what they do. As long as soccer players celebrate with a slide, okay. you can count on Geico saving folks money. It's the one that's the opposite of. Now yes. that's surprising <laughs> or as long as, uh, which I just feel is like the laziest thing in the world, but they do a good job of kind of. Using yeah. It's it. like we were saying with the, the uh, bubble wrap one. It's although I, in a weird way, they did tie that one into um, to the kind of the product or the, the specific product that they were selling, but you know, it's world cup time. People yeah. are thinking about soccer. Yeah. All right. Let's check in with the ad council. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Ooh, do we have a, um, an email here from a new listener? A new listener. Yes, a we have a new, new listener. listener. New listener, Nate. Thank you, Nate, for writing in. And I've also seen you on the Facebook groups. Thanks for being a very uh, diligent and active new listener. We'd love to see that. And respectful. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's been respectful. I don't know why I felt the need to say that. Um, anyway, Nate wrote in to say, I'm nowhere near catching up. Have you already covered mental health ads yet? In particular, I'm thinking of the sad white lady ads. Uh, and in even more particular, the Who Does Depression Hurt Cymbalta campaign. Um, he says, I, I, what, in what I assume is a sarcastic tone, the ad is so clever because it finds a way to tell sad white lady that even if she thinks she isn't worth medicating, she should start taking Cymbalta because otherwise she's letting her friends, family, and dog down. Oh. And he's he sent me the link to this, um, I think it was a Jezebel article. Um, it was definitely some... some uh, website like that where it t- it kind of aggregated a bunch of ads where basically it's all about white women experiencing depression and how like you sort of uh the premise of the article at least was that uh if you're it's mo- as a white woman or as a woman the most important thing for you to do is be a good mother or a good wife or a good dog owner i guess like that's the reason to get yeah, well is because right. you've got all these other people who depend on you right. and that there's an ama- there's a certain amount of um sort of gendered expectation there that men you might not see as much with and i think that's probably a fair critique um so here's the symbol to add this is one of the ones from the article that he sent me When you're depressed, where do you want to go? Nowhere. Who do you feel like seeing? Got all this old, like, 
uh, home video of depression like before depression when ways. she's like happy being a wife. Sadness. By the way, this is one thing that I mean, I still understand the trope of it. Um, like we still symbolize kind of old timey footage by making it seem like it's super eight. Yeah. Yet clearly this was shot like based on the cars and everything in this, this would have been shot after VHS. Like we're starting to see a little bit of people at least acknowledging, well, if there's found footage, like quote unquote found footage from the nineties or family footage from the nineties, you'll, you can fake some tracking issues on the top and bottom kind of Tim and Eric style, you know, make it kind of janky, but like going back, this is shot like too young for that to be super eight. And you can just see from the surroundings that this wouldn't have been shot on super eight. It's like, um, the Fred Savage show. Mm-hmm. The Wonder Years is how this is shot. Loss of interest. Anxiety. Cymbalta can help. Cymbalta is a prescription medication that treats many symptoms of depression. Tell your doctor right away if your depression worsens, you have unusual changes in behavior or thoughts of suicide. Antidepressants can increase these in children, teens, and young adults. Cymbalta is not approved for children under 18. People taking MAOIs or thyridazine or with uncontrolled glaucoma should not take Cymbalta. Taking it with NSAID pain relievers, aspirin, or blood thinners may increase bleeding risk. Severe liver problems. I think we're just into the um, long, long yeah, tail of this doesn't this doesn't support your argument. They, there's never anything in here about like. Um, your family relies on you. Is it just the I visuals? I think it's the visuals, yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, the, the voiceover, I find it to be pretty striking. It's kind of like you don't want to go anywhere. You're filled with anxiety. These oh. are feelings that I know and can associate with. It doesn't give me a feeling of guilt. Well, I think the visuals really heavily imply that the all the women who are the uh, the people who are suffering here or be, or getting help from Cymbalta um, are, it's they're generally in relation to the men or pets in their lives there are there are other people in the ad uh who appear to be suffering from depression but it's but the majority of the people are white women and yeah this, and i this guess is so part of a larger yeah, I don't know. body of work I yeah think, i mean too. i guess maybe as a, as a larger body of work i'm not feeling it in here there's there's an african-american guy at work who just looks like he can't come but out he's of on the there storage for a closet second. At um, most yeah. of it is like this woman in her camp her hiking loving husband and what they're showing is like she's the one who focuses on once you start the medicine you see a bunch of people who are suffering you see I, I you know an elderly white or an older white woman at her kitchen table with that kind of gray lighting you see I think a Latina um, looking out her kitchen window just sort of somewhat forlornly then you get into this whole thing of like okay you've taken the drug now the the music has changed you we, like we camping again up, and now you like uh, camping again and then that focuses on this one uh, kind of white couple I guess you see me Maybe a couple other people uh, mixed in. But yeah, I suppose. So. I'm not saying that you are wrong. I would just say that this commercial doesn't m- make me feel like kind of like st- st- there's a stigma attached to it necessarily. Well, I don't think it's stigmatizing so much as or, yeah, that's um, as it's a certain way of talking to women about depression that uh, conditions their mental health on their roles in other people's mm-hmm. lives. Everybody has you know relationships and everyone's relationships are important but i and i you know this is sort of me just speculating and also just cribbing the thesis of that jezebel article but um i do think that it it wouldn't surprise me at all to find that a survey of these kind of mental health pharma ads are often directed at women in ways that kind of like prioritize their relational uh 
lives and less so their like internal lives. I could certainly see that. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see that being a reality, but I'm not seeing it met out here, and I can't say that I've noticed that pattern in watching these other ones. Let me just see this one for a second. This is another depression ad. Men don't get depressed. You don't want people to think you're weak. Uh, well, this is mind. also not American. Yeah, that's not American, so that doesn't count. <laughs> you can't spell sausage without USA. What else do we have? Um, all right. Well, guess what time it is. Oh, oh because you're heading off to the um, karaoke <laughs> place in a little bit? Uh, nope. Uh, what? Not quite. Uh, oh, it's not jingle time. It's is it? jingle time. It's jingle time. All right, what do we got? Well, this is from listener Michael. Um, and this is, I mentioned at the top that we have a hybrid jingle. So this is sort of a, this is a little bit outside the jingle box, but I think it counts. Jingle box, jingle box, <laughs> jingle box, rocks. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we did, well, we are, we did uh, close last week's episode with a Christmas carol. So I guess oh, that's it's right. Yeah, that can be our tradition. Um, Michael writes, we just went on a road trip up to Vancouver, Washington, from where we live in Alameda, California. Whenever we're on a road trip, I'm always on the lookout for an Arby's because, tragically, there aren't any convenient to home. Mm-hmm. I know the feeling. I have to drive 40 minutes to get my Arby's. Yeah, but then, like, do you also have to find a... How do you, like, make sure there's a bathroom when you're on a road trip? You drive an RV. Yeah. Um, my excitement when we stopped at one for lunch was so overwhelming that this Farmer's Arby's jingle mashup... Like, I think he means that... Well, I knew. He means oh, Farmer's Insurance. We are farmers, except... He finished it with, we are Arby's. Uh, pooped out of me. I'm sorry, popped out of me. Oh, man. Somebody's got poop on the brain. <laughs> we are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. It would be funny if it pooped out of me. I think I was just thinking about Arby's. I don't know. And also... Like- <laughs> Like, you're like, oh, how do you go to the bath? Like, yeah, food. We eat food, and then we eventually... Yeah, but there's a difference. Okay. When's the last time you had Arby's? It's been years for then this how do exact you know? reason. Okay. Um, apparently, it was catchy uh, because my daughter, Tabby, who was eight, has been singing it since yesterday. Uh, so here is, I believe, your very first jingle mashup. We are Arby's. Bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, bum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank, thank <laughs> you so good. much, Tabby. We, we love it. Arby's. Bum, ba-dum, bum, bum, bum. Do you remember why Arby's is called Arby's? This is something I didn't learn until late Roast in life. Beef, Arby. Roast beef. Arby's. It's amazing what you learn. And I learned that their hat looks like a fish. That's right. They taught Bing us that. Bing Rings told me that. You can't Motherfucker. <laughs> Not the best big ring. What do you think the first line of his obit will be? Will it be Pulp Fiction? Will it be Arby's? Yeah, I think it might be Pulp Fiction. Do you know why you don't like Arby's, Veeves? Because of the pooping? That's pride fucking with you. It's not pride. I'm not proud. I'm not proud. I eat junk food all the time. I need to not do any more Ving Can we make that a rule? Andrew does not yeah, do happily. any more Ving Ring. Glad to make that a rule. Argue. Or say his name. I find his name difficult to say. All right, let's get out of here. Why am I stalling? All right, everybody. Uh, first of all, thank you. Fun show, Veeves. High five. Another one of the books. Did 140 of these now. That's right. Assuming this makes it to the web. Uh, we're 140 podcasts old. Uh, please join us. You can join us online on Facebook vibrant fun community there um, except for this woman Corinne who keeps on just like just <laughs> messing everything up and starting fights and um, calling everybody names uh, the Facebook group look for after these messages show uh, in Facebook it's a private group you send us a, a request and we'll let you in 
Yeah, actually, there are a couple of you who are who have requested to be added, but didn't answer the questions. And I'm, I gotta do my, I gotta do my reconnaissance before. Then I we look gotta in. look in. Then I gotta, then that, I gotta yeah. see if you're a bot. So right. just tell me the the first question is, are you a robot? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first pl- question should be, do you like answering questions? <laughs> Because it is weird how many people don't like answering questions. Yeah. Um, and thank you. Yeah. So keep e- emailing us at after these messages show at Gmail. You can call us at 607 444 5597. Again, that's 607 444 5597. That's what you call when you want to sing us a jingle. So sing us a jingle. All right. You good, Veeves? I'm good. We're out of here. I hope you guys all have a lot of cheese this evening, but not the food. That's gross. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. I want to own a boat one day. They got my dreams and they're playing Saluji. I'm bound to be found like a brown John Belushi.